the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and Cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. It's our podcast weekly. Brad Thompson, Dan McLaughlin with you. Hi, Brad. How are you? It's great to be back in person with you. Here we are. Here we are. The, the amazing technology. We did a few in person in Florida. You were still down there. Yes. I did some from home, and here we are in the studio. Life is good, and apparently we're sticking with this name, huh? Redbird Report. Uh, BT and Friends has not been pushed through. I, uh, I'm i going to talk to Tommy Matter. Okay. I'm going to talk to Mike Ryder, who's amazing, as yeah. you well know. And uh, BT and Friend is what you called, not Friends. I was the friend, your BT. I was going to work on getting some more friends, but at least this stops a little legwork. So Redbird Report it is. It is. Redbird Report. Uh, Andre Pallante, that's the news of the day. Boy, we were talking about this down in spring training. We loved watching Pallante. We loved watching Jake Walsh. We were wondering, would one of these guys make the opening day roster? And the stuff played. I mean, there's no doubt. I think you were... Quick to point out, because I said to you, I go, man, this Walsh guy, Palante guy, I'd been down there. I said, you got to take a look at this. And then you saw him in person. You're like, yep, after about a half inning, you were like, yeah, those guys will play. And so one of them does. Yeah, you and I, uh, and it was Palante's first game that you and I were doing together and uh, press the little cough button, a little behind the scenes. You have a couple buttons behind you. You you have a cough button, so you can cough and say whatever you want to say. And there's a talk back button. Press the cough button. I look at you and go, put him on the team. Yes. Put him on the team right now. You didn't have a better option than Andre Pallante. And think about the rise, okay? This is a guy that got drafted in the fourth round in 2019, didn't have a 2020 season like everybody else out there, and then pitched in two levels last year. A big jump, okay? Pitching in double-A and triple-A. And his fastball tickles triple digits. He's got a cutter that just bores in on lefties and, and keeps righties off balance. And the big thing about it is he's confident. He is confident in his stuff. How many times over the years, Dan, have you heard about a big arm in, in camp? You say, all right, well, i got to see this guy. And then that big arm is trying to dot the corner, and then it's ball one, ball two. And that big arm is in triple-A or double-A or maybe never even seen again because it doesn't have confidence in his stuff. Plante's got confidence in his stuff. I was impressed with Walsh as well. I think there were a lot of guys, Connor Thomas, another guy, the lefty. I like they, him. Yeah, man, and he competed. And you talk about a great defense. He gets tons of ground balls. Strikes, ground balls. He's going to be in the mix. And yeah. that's the thing about this, okay? We realize that there's a 15-man pitching staff through May 1st. They're, they're going to have the expanded rosters of 28 players. So there's going to be some big decisions. So the, the thing is, you're going to use a little bit of everybody. And the competition that they had in spring training, you know, Plante getting this final spot on the roster, Roster, that competition is going to continue through May 1st because you're going to have to shave this down by a couple of players. So there's still a lot on the line for a lot of guys in this bullpen. I, I've been meaning to ask you this, and I'm really curious from your perspective. I mean, you're a guy that what what round were you taking in? 16. So 16 That's is where most of the talent comes from. And absolutely, 16 is a great number. Ray Langford, yeah, and Brad Thompson's draft round, yeah. Anyway, and, and a lot of other things. Dunks number. There you go. That's yep. a good one too. Um, I've been thinking about this. Like, what is it going to be like? And I'm going to get back to our the, the Cardinals roster here in just a little bit. But if you would have said to Brad Thompson, "Hey, by the way, um, you're going to have a whole season, a whole summer." that you don't officially compete against other players, which is what's going on right now, and the residual effect of those minor leaguers that missed an entire 2020, didn't go to a satellite camp, and even those that did. I mean, at least they got instruction, they got some competition, but it's not not the same. It's not the same. So I'm really curious, man, what that does in a negative way. I also think, and this is a crazy part of what I've been thinking about, it might be beneficial for some guys that had a year off, 
that allowed their bodies to recoup. You know, I mean, it's not, again, it's not the blueprint to say, well, finish your high school years and then uh, take a year off and go at them or finish your junior year in college, get drafted, don't pitch. But I do think from a pitching perspective, there might be some guys that have had arm troubles in the past and a year off might be beneficial. No, I, I agree with you there. I think it's a smaller group that it benefits. I'm only than, talking than a handful. ends up hurting. Yeah, and, and you hope that you have some of those guys. Uh, for me personally, it would have crippled me. Like if, if that had, And not to say I wasn't going to put in the work and I wasn't going to try to be as ready as possible, although a 16th rounder didn't make much money back in the day, Dan, so it's, I didn't have all That's the money. That's you're doing radio. There's all these, oh, let me get a personal trainer and a nutritionist. Exactly. And like, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Like right. I, I tried to, I tried to, you know, invest, you know, where I could, and I did have somebody that I, that I worked with, but I didn't have uh, a lot of funds that some of these guys might end up having. So it is difficult for guys drafted in later rounds, or guys that are coming over from you know internationally that signed for a couple of thousand dollars and they're looking for an opportunity. But everybody is dealing with it, right? Everybody has the same thing. So to me, it's an organizational thing of how well can you get your guys ready. How well can you expedite the learning curve for some of these guys? Because that year for a lot of uh, for a pitcher, it might have been developing another pitch. For a hitter, it's recognizing the slider off the plate. And now all of a sudden, you're a year behind with different stuff. So can you as an organi- organization, can you expedite it? How well do you coach? I mean, we're going to find out how good some of these organizations are from a development level. So now, you know, we, we talked about this, and I, I've been saying this, uh, for a long time, is that the Cardinals were looking at Jordan Hicks potentially being a starter. And part of the idea of that, from what I was told, is that you get him on a routine. So, makes a start, does a bullpen, makes a start, does it, you know what I mean? You got a routine. Yeah. So, you're not a reliever going three out of five or five out of seven. And he is a special talent, different talent than most, because of how hard he throws the torque on the elbow and the shoulder, those kind of things. And a fifth starter really hasn't emerged. I was asked this morning by Randy and Michelle, who do you think's emerged? And I said, I, I still think if you had a traditional guide, it's Jake Woodford. Verhagen wasn't very good in his last start. I love what I'm seeing out of Jordan Hicks right now. He has been dominant down there in spring training. So what do you think of the idea of making him a starter or having a piggyback type guy or guys in uh, in that fifth role? I, I almost hate myself for saying this because I have been anti-opener for a long time. Yeah. And I, I do believe that... But when it, you have so many pitchers, you got to get him innings, right? Well, yeah, and he I think Hicks is a very special situation of a guy that's not built up and ready to be a traditional starter. Remember, in the last three years, he's thrown under 40 innings right. total total right so he's not ready to go from zero to a hundred but he also is not ready to take over a normal mantle in the bullpen where you answer the phone every day and he's good to go so let's maximize the two things you can extend him you can get him and his plans are to get to three innings before the regular season starts so uh if you could get a couple of innings out of him at the beginning of a ball game and then piggyback him, whether it's Woodford or Verhagen or maybe like early in a ball game, you want to go from Hicks to another extreme look of Hennessy exactly. Cabrera. Like, That's even what I'm if saying, you want to yeah. do something like that, like you talk about a, a nasty couple of innings for somebody when they got to deal with Hicks and then Hennessy, right? Coming yeah. right at you off the bat. So I think creativity is going to play here. And when it comes to his health, if, if a few days off and pitching on a schedule is going to be something that helps Jordan Hicks, 
then do it. And from an opposition standpoint, are you gonna are you gonna build your lineup just because Hicks is starting? You know, like you have to. There's a lot of different things that go in your mind as a manager uh, when when that happens. So I like the idea. I'm with you. If somebody else would have taken advantage of this and really ran with it, and Woodford's had a fine camp. Verhagen, I'm really surprised he's been hit around the way that he has. We talked about him the other day, just pitching tentatively, like he's he's fallen behind and then uh, he becomes predictable. Right. I thought that he would take the job and run with it, and I think that that's what they wanted him to do was take the job and run with it. But if Hicks gives you the best chance, go for it. What do you think? What do you think about the idea? I, I'm with you. I I just think you got to keep him healthy, and if this is the best way to keep him healthy then do it. I also think one of the things you have to keep in mind, if you're going to keep, you know, 13 pitchers, there, there's going to be times when Adam Wainwright in this first month might give you seven or eight innings. Yeah. So he's a different breed. So how are you going to get innings for guys? And I, I think that's something that you got to think about, too. It's a way to build up other, uh, other pitchers as well. But if this keeps him on a regiment that keeps him healthy – Jordan Hicks I'm talking about, then I think you have to look at it. Now, you are going to have, fingers crossed at some point, Flaherty coming back, and Alex Reyes probably goes to the pen when he comes back. So, I mean, there's some things that that it's such a long season, things change on a fly. But I I do like that idea. So, I'm for it. Now, let me ask you this. Opening day, Albert Pujols, we know the ovation is going to, the the roof is going to blow off a Bush Stadium, and it's going to be an opening day like maybe I've never seen and you've ever seen as a player, as a broadcaster. But uh, Ali Marmol was asked today, would he be in the starting lineup? Now, if J.D. Brubaker was making a start June 7th at Bush Stadium, I would say "Eh, probably not, depending on how things are going. You're trying to maximize Albert against lefties and keep him off his feet. But this is different. This is opening day on what we all anticipate to be his final year. So I love the idea you're going to have Albert in there against a righty. I don't care if it was Nolan Ryan. I'm playing Albert Pujols. He's going. I love it, too. I will tell you, though, I'm a little surprised. I I, I am to an extent... But then again, I'm not. Like, Ollie's, Ollie's pushing the right buttons. Well, this is what the fans want, he man. They want it, right? Yeah. And uh, that, that's a lot of things. And, and that's something, you bring that up, okay? And I think that there's a, a, a common misconception where it's like the front office is telling Ollie what to do. They're not. They're not. Like, yeah. they, they're not saying, hey, Albert's going to play. We signed him, he's going to play. No, he, like, he is making the decision that he wants him in there. Hey, what was the game last year? So the Dodgers were coming back with Albert, and Scherzer was going to pitch, I want to say it was Labor Day, and some of the big guys were out, and we were expecting our biggest crowd. It was before the 17-game winning streak. You could see, by the way, they were starting to get better. Yep. Um, and I remember, like, Man, we've had reduced crowds. They haven't been great, and you know this place is going to be packed. And the, we had just come off a long road trip, and the the lineup was not what you would anticipate as being the A lineup, which sometimes you do against a preeminent starter. I mean, you you do that every once in a while, and guys got to get their rest. But I thought, man, we are in the entertainment business, and now you got forty six thousand people here. You got to put your guys out there. I think Arenado may have sat, Goldie sat. I mean, some of the really good guys sat. And I was like, no, 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 you can't do that. Get them in. Get them in. You gotta, we'll get you another day. But that's the time to play them. So my point is, opening day, uh, it, and again, it'll be unlike anything other than we've seen in the last twenty twenty five years, and they're all great. But this one has the potential to be ridiculously off the charts. Well, here's the thing, too. It, just talking about Albert here. We we understand the numbers. We understand the matchups. We understand that him against right-handers specifically with velocity aren't great. Not that Brubaker throws 100. He's, you know, sits 93 to 95, uh, which is still, you know, firm as far as I'm concerned, Dan. Very good. But, uh, but 
I still believe in magic. Baseball magic Don't on think opening that this day guy in doesn't St. Feed Louis. off the crowd, dude. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Like he's you can already picture it, can't you? You yep. can already picture him the majestic swing, the follow through and him just floating around the bases, the place going nuts cuz he drops goosebumps. a bomb on opening day. I know. And that's that's what I expect all of Thursday to feel like. Like yep. one like goosebumps the entire time. So the ceremony is got a chance to it's it's going to be special. It's going to be fantastic. This team has high expectations. You know, Adam Wainwright on the mound, Yadier Molina behind the plate, Albert freaking Pujols in the lineup up and then oh oh Nolan Arenado Paul Goldschmidt Tyler O'Neill who's got MVP stuff written all over him with that skill set I mean life is good life is good and I would say that when I you know think about this team and where they're at with their bench Albert Pujols changed everything so Yepes isn't here um clearly you went and got a lefty for Gorman so those two guys go to the the minor leagues Brendan Donovan got a long look. He did. And I liked what I, I saw. I mean, the numbers weren't great. They were raving about him. But they, yeah, and he could put him anywhere. So at some point, you're going to see him. So there there's some young guys coming. And yet again, here we go with the pitching of the Cardinals. They've got young pitching coming. It's It's just... It's a Cardinal Devil magic, man. Oh, and I hope it continues. <laughs> like, really. And you're right. The, the bullpen's going to be an interesting mix. And I think that with Ollie, he's talked about not having defined roles necessarily. We know that Giovanni Gallegos would be your quote-unquote closer if, in fact, you had one. He'll find himself in those situations a lot. Yeah. But you have a lot of good leverage guys late. So whether it's him, Helsley, I think that Cody Whitley's going to find himself in the mix uh, with that. He's just an interesting. He's got the velocity. He's got a different arm slot. He's got a really good changeup that will use the righties and lefties. I, I really like him in the mix. Hennessy's Cabrera. TJ McFarlane, I love that sinker ballers that yeah. throw in the 80s still have a place in baseball right now. He's Absolutely. not afraid of anybody. And why would you be with that defense behind you? So they got a lot of different looks in that bullpen. I think it's going to be a, a really fun to watch. The biggest question mark to me, Dan, continues to just be the starting pitching. What's yeah. it going to look like? Is Miles Michael is going to be able to take that next step? He's looked very good in spring training. He's had a quote-unquote normal spring training for a lockout year, I guess, if, if you have a normal one. What does Dakota Hudson look like? Can he command the strike zone? Dakota's a guy for me that Gotta should— Got to throw strikes, you're he, right. Yeah, he should have the Adam Wainwright mentality of, you know, Adam tries to get through every inning with less than 10 pitches. Right. That should be Dakota. And Dakota should be able to get through an inning with five pitches. Throw that sinker right down the middle and let them beat it into the ground. Like, that's the way that he should be thinking specifically with this defense behind him. All right, finally, uh, any surprises with this roster by all— Intents and purposes. Yeah, Albert's it is on it. Yeah, that was a pretty big one. Yeah, that was the big <laughs> one. Um, I here's the interesting one for me: is Palante over Walsh? And I only say that because Walsh is on the forty man. So I gave him the edge, and it's a business as we talk about. It. It's a numbers game, and I thought, well, he's on the forty man. You just you just add him. He makes the twenty eight man roster, so they must be real high on Andre Palante to do this. Yeah, and, and this is no slight at Walsh because we've talked about him. He is good, and he's going to yep. be in the mix. And if you missed us talking about him a couple of podcasts ago, the biggest comp for him is Trevor Rosenthal. The way that his yeah. stuff plays, the Body ride type, on his fastball, everything. yeah, yeah, it, the way it mechanically yeah. it looks a lot like him. So he is going to be be good. But that should give you a really good feeling as a Cardinal fan that while that was an easy business transition and he's a good pitcher, that they said, no, this is what makes our ball club better. This is where we believe we will have a little bit of an edge. And by the way, one of the edge that Palante has over Walsh is he can extend. I mean, this guy's been a starter in the minor leagues. He can give you some more innings than Walsh could potentially. So I think it's a really good fit. I'm excited for him, the fact that he's going to get to – 
experience his first opening day at Bush Stadium. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for all the fans. Like, this is going to be a great year. All right, buddy. Good stuff as always. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up before opening day. I know you want to. You of love course doing I these. want to. Look, I, I get bored at home. I know you do. You want to do these. I, I guess I need to do these, Dan. That's Brad. I'm Dan. 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.